I think it's... Uh, we're live. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, for who have tasted the heavenly yep. gift. Bam! Who have shared the Holy Spirit. Okay. Who have tasted the goodness. That's it. Of the word. And okay. of the powers of the coming age. Okay. If they fall away to be to repent. So it says I'm live, but like I said, every time I do this, I get confused as to what, oh, the cool we are. So we are, somebody popped up. How are you guys? It's Brown Bag in the van. Brown Bag Friday. Can't tell who's on. So whoever's on, we're glad you're here. Hey, Cranthy. Cranthy and Connie and Cranthy. They're chiming. Con uh, Cranthy's all the way from India, Barry. Wow. Where the Misfits are doing amazing things there. So we're glad you guys are uh, joining us. Look, look at this beautiful setting that we're at today. And no, we're not. At Lake Michigan. We're actually in <laughs> I Illinois. We I wish we were. I got her too. Hey, Joshua. What's up, buddy? So, yeah, I kind of wish we were because this is a beautiful setting that accidentally is going to swing in right into the sweet spot of what we're talking about Joshua's today. In yeah. Really? We got Pakistan weighing in. We've yeah. got uh, India. India weighing in. Of course, we have Wentzville weighing in here, Barry. Wow, <laughs> how about that? This is beautiful out here. Maybe I'll wait till it gets up to six, Barry. Can you see the fisherman? Alpha's out there. You can't quite see him. There's a fisherman right here. Right here, there's a guy fishing. There he goes. See his head pop up? He's baiting the hook. He's baiting a hook right now. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to go ahead and start because we need to get on the road and get home. We're actually in Illinois. This is the Illinois River. It's a beautiful river. So, so uh, today I'm going to talk about food. And it's ironic because this guy right here is fishing and we ask him um, he, he caught a big what, nine pound catfish blue catfish yeah. a nine pound blue catfish and uh first of all we got to thank Jovana for oh right for filling, uh, in, for filling in on on good friday last week did a great job great so job, really appreciate Jovana. her stepping in and and doing brown bag for us and uh she's on the rotation now barry you know, there's an old saying, never be too good at a job you don't want. So, <laughs> right. Giovanna, we appreciate you. And yes, <laughs> it will not be the last time you hear from her. But anyway, we, we pulled up here and we see this guy and ask him if he's eating what he's catching. And he said, no, I can't eat blue cat. I know better because they're bottom feeders and who knows what's in this river. In other words, who knows what the catfish is eating that he would be consuming because the catfish is right. eating. So, And then we started thinking about that. Barry, you want to share the paint chip story? Because it was your story that you found um, that I thought was so good. Hold on, let me flip this. So in other words, this guy, through wisdom and discernment, has determined I'm not eating anything out of here because it, can, it can't do me any good. It can only actually hurt me. Right. Which swings into what we're talking about today. Right. Well, I saw, it was a little documentary, I don't know, it might have been on Channel 9 or something, about uh, a little girl that they had adopted from, I believe it was Uganda or somebody, and they brought her over to St. Louis. Malnourished, all that stuff. So so they had a little porch on the back of the house that this little girl just loved to play with her dolls back there all the time. That was kind of her little area. But unbeknownst to them at the time, the little girl was eating the paint chips that were flaking off the decking and off the handrail, and it has lead paint in it. 
But when she did, they were she would eat them because they were sweet. And was like, I've never eaten paint chips, although people have accused me of it. <laughs> <laughs> she got very sick from it, and the doctors couldn't figure it out. For years, they, it just progressively got worse and worse. She was going all over uh, the Missouri area trying to find a doctor that could figure out what's wrong with this little girl. And they thought that she had brought something from Africa over here. The whole time, she was eating the paint chips because they were sweet. And eventually... Unfortunately, she died of the lead poisoning from eating the lead paint chips. So we know, but it was sweet, so she was attracted to it. So when she would see it, you would eat it because it tastes good, not knowing what it would do to you. Unlike what we're going to be talking about. So when he told me this story right off the bat, I thought of that scripture that said, you know, sin is fun for a season. And, you know, if sin weren't uh, and appealing. If it didn't appear to be sweet, there would be no attraction. If it actually, you know, didn't have some lure to it, there'd be no attraction, right? right? But sin is only fun for a season because we know what happens when you continue to go on and on and on and on. One of the scriptures we came up with, it was in Hebrews. And we could say, you know, God will allow sin into your life. He 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 allows things to happen to course correct you. But eventually uh, you should be able to know that what I'm consuming is actually killing me. Or you should be if you're walking with the spirit right. and, and you're trying to do what God has called you to do. You're reading the word. Your mind is being renewed and all of this stuff. You should uh start feeling the ills of your walk. It might be I'm anxious. It might be all these things. But. Um, anyway, listen to this scripture of what happens when you continue to live in sin. Which how far uh, That Hebrews, just read it, like that uh, one part you found. Like, uh, oh, verse 4. Okay, it's yeah. chapter 6, verse 4. Of Hebrews. Of Hebrews. It says, Is it impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of of the word of God and the powers of the coming age. If they fall away to be brought back to repentance because of their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. So you think about it, guys. So when, in a sense, when you're sinning and you're doing naughty things, you have a desire to do more naughty things. Right. A lot of times it creates its own appetite and you, it's, it's insatiable. You want more and you, and, and you can't satisfy it. But the thing is, sin was never supposed to satisfy. Right. Only the word of God and only right. the Lord taste and see that the Lord is good. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But I want to read to you. These are the words of Jesus found in John chapter 4, right after he had, he had the encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well. And it was a great encounter, but we're not talking about that. I want to talk about what happens when he's out there at this well in the middle of the day. The, the disciples, his boys, return back, and they recognize that how in the world you haven't eaten. Now listen to this. Then his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman. And none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Why are you talking to her? The woman left her water at jar beside the well and then 
I can't even see this, Barry. I have terrible eyes. And he ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see. A man told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him based on her testimony. Right. Right? Meanwhile, the disciples were, argue, were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Let me hit pause on that. The word of God is alive and active. Amen. You eat it. You consume it. Like Jeremiah actually said, it's sweet into my mouth. It's like honey. Um, so when we're doing this and you're continually seeking righteousness and you're, you're responding to the words that God has penned for us through the power of the Holy Spirit, it actually takes away your desire, your appetite for sin in a lot of respects, Barry. Not to say that we'll always have a desire because we're in the flesh. I'm just saying, right. in general, the more that you seek righteousness, the more that you want righteousness, the more that you're reading God's Word. You want more. It creates its own appetite, right? So, and it also gives you power to do the, the things that you never believed you could do. Like, how about this? Say no. Right. I don't want that because I recognize that's not good for me. I know because I've been on the other side. And when I was doing that, when I was eating those paint flakes, I was feeling ill. Right. And now that I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, I have no desire to do that. In right. fact, it's creating its own desire. I'm getting some momentum in my life. And I actually am desiring those things that God desires. So Jesus goes on to say, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants, another one harvests, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you hadn't, didn't plant and others have already done the work and now you will go and gather the harvest. But I'm going to flip it over here, Barry, and then you can land this plane. And like I said before, and I've seen it true in my life, when you get off track and you taste something, it should taste bitter. If you get off the fact, right. uh, you, you find yourself in some sin mess, it shouldn't taste good anymore. To the believer that finds himself caught up, he just caught something out here, this guy. <laughs> to the believer that gets caught up in some sin, it doesn't go on for a long. You get caught up, maybe somebody reveals, I can't believe you're eating that. I can't believe, like the prodigal we talked about a while, that you would settle for pig pods. When, when God has this incredible feast, it's feast partly being his word. That's right. So in Psalm 119... Verses, I challenge you to memorize all of Psalm 119. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Psalm 119, verses 102. Again, I haven't, I haven't turned away from your regulations, for you have taught me with, well. How sweet your words taste to me. They are sweeter than honey. Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. When you're walking in the Word and, and you're walking into obedience, um, you hate everything else that's sin. In other words, when you're a child, quite frankly, Barry, we've been friends since childhood, right? Mm -hmm. You knew that I could drink 12 Pepsis in one day, and you knew I could eat two Big Macs, I could feast on Doritos and all of this stuff, and when we started getting older, we started realizing maybe this isn't good for us, maybe we'll start eating a little bit better. But it's kind of like that. I know better than to eat three Big Macs a week, 
12 Pepsis, I know that in the end I'm going to pay for it, right? Right. If you don't get off the paint chips or we don't get off the paint chips and you don't start feasting on the Word of God, it can have dire consequences. This right. past week, um, we officiated a, 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 a going home ceremony because this fellow knew Jesus, but he'd chosen to to uh, eat paint chips, for lack of a better word, right. and uh, it cost him. Uh, because of the fact that he knew Jesus, he had tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I believe that he is with Jesus, right? But who knows how the story may have ended had he indeed rejected those paint chips, rejected the things of the world, and instead decided to feast on the word of God and doing the will of God. And who knows, maybe the story would have turned out entirely different. Yeah, we don't know because he didn't do that. But um, over in, in Psalm 34, 8, it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. I've tasted and seen, and I know. And unlike the fishermen over here with the catfish thing saying, I'm not going to eat those. They're bottom feeders. I know better because I'll get sick from it. I know that. Same way with sin. Just You, you hit it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You just hit it when you said that. About, I know better now because sin tastes bitter now. We're going to still do it, but I know when I'm doing it now, and I know where it leads. So at least I can put that food down, going, I don't need that anymore. I feast on the Word of God now that keeps me on track. Am I perfect? By no means. But it keeps me going. It keeps keeps giving me hope every day to try to do the right thing. It's hard in this world, but there's no temptation that God can't rescue us from, right? So feast on the Word of God. That's where your nourishment comes from. So, Barry, would you say... And don't don't get spiritual indigestion. Right, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> right. Because yeah, if you eat the wrong stuff, paint chips, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get sick, basically. And and, and I know sin looks fun sometimes, but it, you know where it leads. Sin leads to death, so don't eat paint chips. Don't eat paint chips. <laughs> Love you guys. Have a good weekend. Hope to see you tomorrow night. And the bee just flew in. Oh boy.